After the thundering question, what is truth? Uh, Pilate uh, then declared, uh, I find uh, no fault in this man. After further deliberation, uh, Deacon Harmon, Pilate said, what is it that he's done wrong? Do with him as you will. And after uh, much imagination between the council and uh, Pilate uh, and the onlooking crowd, uh, uh, Pilate uh, then said, uh, uh, who are you? And Jesus just looked at him. Uh, I am he. Uh, verse 16 picks up and says what? Verse 16. Did I lose my reader? Unmute. I'm sorry. All right. Verse 16 says, then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. After, after, after all of this, all these nights of kangaroo courts and judgment hall to judgment hall, we see these words. Then delivered he. The he here is Pilate. He delivered Jesus before them to be crucified, to be put to death. And see, uh, I, I, I told you last week, when you can't handle truth, you, you, you will be, uh, 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 you will abuse it. Anything that you uh, uh, don't know how to use, you will abuse and here we find Pilate and these bunch of religious hypocrites have determined that Jesus the Christ would die. So they think. See, because it had already been prophesied. And when the truth says something, the truth just speaks volumes. The uh, truth speaks through time and eternity. They thought they were doing something, but they were only fulfilling scripture. I, I got Bible on my side, Sister Burris, verse 17 and 18. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. When they crucified him and two other with him on either side, one, and Jesus in the midst. And they delivered him to be crucified and they took him outside the gates of Jerusalem and on a hill called Golgotha. They crucified him along with two others. But interestingly enough, they put him in the middle. Maximum exposure. There for all of us to view and see. I uh, remind, was reminded this week as uh, one of our other instructors uh, from another class called and asked for some material that we use in basic Christian doctrine 
on uh, the crucifixion from a medical perspective. And um, uh, I imagine uh, she plans to present portions of that in her class uh, today. But for those of you who have not signed up uh, for basic doctrine yet, you, you have an opportunity to be exposed to several weeks of that uh, particular uh, uh, information on the crucifixion. But we know that this was a cruel form of punishment, and it was only reserved for the worst people in the world, uh, the worst people in uh, the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire prided itself with providing good roads and justice. Uh, 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 as a matter of fact, they, 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 they had a god uh, called Janus, uh, uh, Mr. Wooten, and they, it had two heads. It looked forward and backwards. And Janus is that Greek word we get January. January looks back into the old year and forward to the new year. And Janus looks, uh, you know, both ways, back and forth, justifying justice. No mercy in their court. They didn't pride themselves in mercy, only justice. And justice seems to suit the case of two of these people that are crucified with Jesus. But there is this Jesus that is in the middle who now has been delivered up on Golgotha's hill to be crucified. And this Jesus, his only charge is that he has committed no crime. But he bears a cross and that cross bearing was prophesied hundreds of years before he was ever born. That, that, that cross-bearing, uh, 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 Sister Paulette, that cross-bearing was prophesied over in Genesis chapter 3. And here we see it being carried out. And just as Jesus bears this cross, you got to understand why he's bearing it. He's bearing, bearing it for you and me. He who knew no sin became sin for us and is now being crucified. He is the, the, the propitiation. He is the satisfaction of God's just wrath for the sins that you and I would commit have committed, are committing, and will ever commit. Jesus the Christ is out there, was out there on Golgotha's heel. The late sister Liz Kendall used to always say that, 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 that she, once she really understood what this cross was, she could never wear the cross as jewelry again. Because it is a bloody mess. Crucifixion was cruel. Crucifixion had no mercy. And yet, Sister Burris has told us that there are three people out there. And if you only see three, you have missed divine revelation because there's more than three on Golgotha. Because in the middle there, is all the world because that's what Jesus came to do to save the world. He had to die for our sins. Re 
redemption is in his hands and he's delivering it by delivering his body to be crucified on the cross because he had already stated, no man taketh my life. I give it willingly. Sister Brother, verse, take us to verse 19. I want to show you something about <laughs> truth. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. It, it was always, it was always a uh, 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 tradition to put some, some, something that represented the crime of the victim, uh, a victim of the sinner, of the, uh, 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 of the criminal uh, that was being crucified. And so Pilate himself writes on Jesus's headstone, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Uh, I, I, I thought this man did not know the truth. <laughs> but, 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 but here it is, once you've been exposed to it, that, that I, I, I can't even imagine any other thing that Pilate could write because he could not write uh, Jesus, uh, uh, an anarchist against the state of Rome, uh, uh, Jesus, a a a a a a a a a a criminal, a high criminal. He could only write what he knew. He had interrogated this man. He had interviewed this man. He had judged this man, and he said, "Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews." Sister Burrs, verse 20. This title then read many of the Jews, for the place where Jesus was crucified was, was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Ah, uh, that's a very powerful verse there, Brother Davies. I, I, I tell you, in, in, in basic doctrine, you'll, you'll see how that is, how, how consistent, how much continuity there is in the word of God, because he wrote it in all these languages, because that represented all the culture of the world, all the language of the world, and all the religions of the world. Oh, my goodness. That took care of everybody. He wanted everybody to know this is the person that we are crucifying. And then, see, I'm telling you, when you can't handle the truth, you'll raise Cain. When you ha can't handle the truth, you'll try to crucify the truth. You'll try to kill the truth. But truth just keeps on speaking. Truth was speaking before the cross. Sp truth was speaking during the cross, through crucifixion. And truth is still speaking. Listen, Sister Burris, verse 21. Then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. Uh, uh, Mr. Pilate, your honor, high governor, could, could we make just a minor correction? You see, when people can't, Handle the truth. They 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 try to kill it. 
They try to silence it, and, 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 and then they'll try to modify it. Now, they could have done with Jesus whatever they wanted to. I'm talking about the chief priest and his religious band of crooks and hypocrites. They could have done whatever they wanted. Pilate gave them liberty. And now they want to get involved in the crucifixion. Uh, um, uh, Your Honor, we, we don't like that inscription. He, he said he was the king of the Jews. Why are you writing that he's the king of the Jews? Listen to what Pilate says, Sister Burris. Verse 22. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. Love that scripture. You know why? Because all these band of crooks get together. Y'all, y'all hear me, Sister Randall. All these band of crooks get together and they can come on common ground to do something illegal, merciless, without sanction. You know, they don't have the authority, but they collude with folk that do seemingly to conspire and do something that they otherwise just simply don't have the stomachs to do. One group doesn't have the stomach, the other group doesn't have the authority. They're caught in a dilemma, but they do something. And now they don't like how this thing is being carried out. And so they make a complaint. And Brother Pilate says, Look a here, Ike Turners. I'm Pilate. I'm in charge. You ain't in charge. And I said what I said, and I meant what I said. He is Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. Now imagine, truth just keeps on speaking. Here they are in these crucial moments of Jesus dying. They're trying to amend, modify the truth. And we got one who didn't know the truth speaking the truth. And that's the, that's the chaotic world that we live in right now. We've got truth tellers, Sister Ogletree, uh, that, 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 that don't know the truth. And we got folk who's supposed to know the truth Living lies. See, the cross is a chaotic uh, intersection in our history. It's a chaotic intersection in time and in eternity. So there's, there's, there's chaos. There's confusion. But Pilate here, the one who had to ask the question, what is true, says, I wrote what I wrote. I know what I know. I may not know it then, but I know something now. And he's king of the Jews, this Jesus of Nazareth. Give me 6, 23 and 24. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam woven from the top throughout. They said, therefore, among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, 
that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, they parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. Ah. Ah. Oh, every time I, I, I get to this, this, this prophetic utterance, I think about the song, uh, His Truth is Marching on. on, on Calvary. Jesus is dying and prophecy, truth is still speaking. Truth still speaking. Because it had been prophesied that this is exactly what the Roman soldiers would do. Long, long before they, anybody, any prophet ever knew anything about the government of Rome and their method of capital punishment. Long before. Yo, y'all got to see this. The word of God is so true. that it does not matter when it's spoken, the fact that it is spoken makes it good for us throughout time and eternity. Here we see that the soldiers were, saw this garment and it, you know, it, you know it, it, it doesn't say, but some, some, some folk here in, in John, uh, believe that you know this coat was made. This particular garment was made for Jesus. Uh, we see in uh, Mark and Matthew that it, it was a, 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 a purple type robe that this cloak was made, Sister Pillow, uh, and it looked good. And that's why they said, "Don't tear it up." Normally, what they do is that they would divide it up, you know, amongst the 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 the, the what I call the uh, the execution detail. And 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 but here they said, oh no, this this too good. Let's, let's just gamble for it. You know, a few years, several years back, uh, in the old church on 1518, uh, Dr. Earl Grant uh preached a sermon called Gambling at the Cross. And 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 then he shows how these folk just went on about their business. The crucifixion of Christ didn't mean anything. To these Roman soldiers, they they were willing just to be gambling, and 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 one of his, his points was that it is terrible. It's a terrible thing to be gambling at the very foot of the cross, to be gambling uh, at, at, at a chance for salvation, to be gambling at, at a chance for redemption. It's a sad thing when we find folk gambling when the cross is available. But there they were. But they were there because the prophets of old, Sister Vanessa, said that they would be there and that they would be there gambling for Jesus's clothes. How much more integrity do you need of scripture do you need? How much more convincing do you need that this is the word of God? And when God says it, it's going to happen. It couldn't happen any other way. And so I know in, in some of the, the, the smaller classes, they're getting together in their groups and they're asking, you know, well, what, what, why did the disciples stand by and let all this happen? Why didn't they run? You know why? Because the Roman army would have killed all of them. 
put a sword, club them to death, whatever, to include Jesus. And the word of God would no longer be prophecy. Because see, in prophecy, it's right, everything. A true prophet is always right. You ain't talking about these phony bootleg prophet, prophets and prophetess. We're talking about true prophets. Whatever they say will come true because it is the word of God. And so here it is in Psalms and Isaiah where the crucifixion, the gambling for his clothes, all would occur, the, the torment fulfilled in scripture. People unknowingly, unwittingly are fulfilling scripture and they think they're doing something else. God is in control of this, folks. Ah, let's see. Verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus, when Jesus ah. therefore, mm -hmm. when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, woman, behold thy son. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I saw some of you, those of you with pictures, that, 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 that stunned you a little bit. Where, where, where is the posse? Where are the boys that hung with him? Because John says Jesus' mother was there. Can you imagine a mother standing at the foot of the cross, seeing her immaculately conceived baby being killed. Because you know how mamas are. They always your baby. They, they, can, be, they can be 60 years old and they, they your baby. Can you imagine the hurt? Can you imagine the pain? Come on, come on, come on, come on, mothers. You know, use your sanctified imagination. Imagine the hurt. And now that you've gone through that, imagine the pain that this son is going through for all the sins that you mothers, you fathers, you sons and daughters, cousins and nephews. He's going through that agony. It is said that Jesus died a death that no man can die, has ever died. He suffered like no man. There are two others there, but yet they don't suffer the way because the sins of the world are all on him. And his mother stood at the foot of the cross to witness this. And when Jesus saw his mother, lifting up his eyes out of pain, in agony, looking down again, 
at his foot, he sees his mother. And he says something that will startle some of you. Because some of you are like the sanctified religious uh, hypocrites, you know, where they wanted to change. Uh, well, he didn't say he was. Uh, he, he didn't say he, uh, he's not the king of the Jews. He said he was. So some of you would, 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 would look at that and say, hmm, why did Jesus say what he said? He said, woman. He didn't say mama. He didn't say mother. He said woman. First of all, you got to consider the times. Secondly, you got to consider the consistency. Remember when Jesus began his earthly ministry? We called it, uh, Brother Davis, we call that Christocentric ministry. When, when, when he began his ministry, Sister Pillow, at the wedding at Canaan, how did he refer to his mother? You got it. Bonnie said it. Woman. He says, woman, my hour has not yet come. And now he from the cross, dying, dying, he speaks. Woman. Behold. Woman. Woman. Look at your son. Woman. Look. Now for some of you, it may still be a little disconcerting. But what Jesus is about to say here is, is the beginning of, uh, of another prophecy uh, that will come, uh, that has already come, but will be fulfilled a little later. See, you know, you know Jesus uh, uh, is saying, woman, look at the son that you bear. Because I know that you are my earthly mother. But what I'm about to do, what I'm about to complete, the completion of my task will bring about new relationships. So you won't have to worry about in heaven honoring your mother as mother or your father as father because the relationship is brand new. More on that to come. Then he says, he turns, and he says something else, Sister Burroughs. Next verse. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. It's Sister Vanessa. <laughs> did, did you see that? Wait, 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 wait. Maybe, maybe Sister Vanessa was not enough for, for a minute there. But I know Kathleen. Sister Sam, you, you saw this. Did you, did you see what he just did? Woman, look at your son. 
new relationship futuristically. But then, Sister Davis, look at what he says. Now, if Sister Burris read that right, I heard her say, Behold thy mother. Woman, look at your son. Mother, look at your new son. Because what he says here is that John, the beloved one, is standing there at the cross with Jesus' mother, but yet he asked this woman to look at her son and that her son is now this beloved disciple. Jesus was thinking about you and me while he was yet dying. He took the time. He stopped dying, Mr. Wooten, long enough to make sure that his earthly mother was taken care of as he moved into eternity. And he chose John. Some will say he chose John because John was there. But we know between the other accounts that, 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 that John was related. And we also know that the elder son, remaining son, because now Jesus has brothers, normally would have been the one to say, hey, brothers, please take care of mother. But do you see something else there, Sister Burris? Do you know something else about this beloved disciple called John? Other than the fact that he may have been related, he may have been, uh, the, 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 uh, 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 his mother may have been uh, uh, the sister of Mary. Do you, do you know anything else about it? John was a believer. And it says, folk, about this new relationship. Remember, I just, just hit you with the new relationship to come. That there are folk in this family church school setting that are closer to you than your blood brothers and sisters. And that when it comes to care of a believer, you ought to be careful about who you leave them, who you leave them, who you leave them with. Because as a believer, Jesus' brothers at the time, they don't believe that they were believers. So to me, it, 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 it's certainly possible that Jesus is now delegating a believer Someone close to Mary who would take care of her, who would provide for her. 
Jesus dying on the cross for your sins and my sins takes time out from dying to provide for the needs of his earthly mother to make sure that she was taking it. Oh, what a God we serve. Oh, 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 this, this, this cross should be viewed very differently because it, it should be the culmination of the earthly, of the Christocentric ministry of Jesus Christ. And I know it is because of what he says. See, truth is speaking and truth will provide the nurturing that you need even when you seemingly can't find truth, even when it's seemingly hid by darkness, truth can be found. Huh. Sister Burris? After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Jesus, Jesus, you're suffering, you're dying, and you're using your last little bit of breath to validate David, to validate Isaiah. You're using your last little bit of breath. Wait a minute. You stopped long enough to provide for your mother. Make sure your mother. Now you're saying that truth is so important. It must be validated by truth. <laughs> because Jesus had already declared, since Vanessa, I am the way. I am the truth. And truth now is speaking. And just because you try to crucify truth, just because. Because you try to stop truth, you can't stop truth. Truth is coming forth here. He says, I do this. I have accomplished this. I am victorious. Because scripture said I would be. Everything that has been said about this day, these moments on the cross, these remaining, they were done to fulfill scripture because the word is so important that when the word is spoken or written, every bit of it has got to be truth or none of it is truth. He's dying. He's speaking. He's providing. He's authenticating. And now he says, in verse 29, I, I got it, Sister Burris, because I, I want to reiterate. He says, now uh, there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it into his mouth. So the verse, that's what it said. I, you know, I, I, I know you didn't want to read that particular verse. 
that they would be so indignant that he's taken all this care to think about truth, to think about his mother, to think about those that would be behind him, to stop dying long enough to speak that. And then he asked for one seemingly one little simple thing. Oh, I thirst. And, and, and you think he asked it because he's so thirsty. You, you think he asked it because, you know, in crucifixion, you know, you, you dry out. You be, he's been beat. You know, he, he probably wanted just a little physically from a human perspective, wanted a little water. But here he tells us. I'm not asking. To quench my thirst. Because I'm so thirsty. The ultimate goal of me asking this question is that scripture would be fulfilled. See how meticulous he is about truth? See how it is that why people who are not truth tellers cannot handle the truth? They don't know what to do with the truth because the truth is just inexplicable. It just works. The truth is absolute. And Jesus says, I did this. And then he tells you exactly why. So that scripture would be fulfilled. And because scriptures over in the psalm says that they, they would give him this vinegar of gall. And these guys see this. Except it is the God-breathed word of God. And God said it was going to happen 782 years earlier. And now it's happening. Every little detail. Gambling for clothes, mother, woman taken care of, I thirst. Also, that scripture could be fulfilled. Verse 30, and then we're going to go shout hallelujah. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. It is finished. It is finished. That's a big it. That's a big, that's a huge sister pillar. It, that, that it blows your, that it is amazing. Because most folk would narrow it to just the, Christocentric ministry of Jesus, that his ministry is done. But we know in basic doctrine, and there are some on this Zoom that are going to find out that that now nah, I couldn't have been talking about his earthly, his earthly ministry because there's, there's another step. There's another step. There's some other steps. Because he says it is finished. The redemption of man, the payment, the title deed has been down. Therefore, the transaction is complete. Sin reign, and now sin has been caught. The devil bruised his heel, but Jesus has now crushed the devil's head. It, it's in his mind. It is already played out. The 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 just uh, uh the propitiation of man's Sins, evil ways, sins to come, nature. It's all been taken care of. And you know, 
What's really interesting? It was the word that was speaking these words. In other words, the word said, there ain't no more talking to be done. The word said, it is complete. Man's redemption is complete. Death has been conquered. There is a triumph here. It's complete. Oh, you see me die. And as a matter of fact, Jesus shows us that as long as he's speaking, he couldn't even die. <laughs> but, but oh, I know I know what I'm talking about, Sister Ogletree, because guess what? He here. Sister Boris read it. He said it is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. So he couldn't even die until he stopped talking. Here this Jesus, the Christ, is being crucified on a hill called Golgotha for your sins and my sins, that he would save man from the predicament that he was in, that he would do just what God said he would do in Genesis 3.15. He says, yes, you have sinned. You now have the sin nature, but I will send another Adam. I will send another image maker. I made you in my image and I will send another image bearer rather to redeem you from your sins. That's what the cross represents. And that's why somewhat lay with error those that show Jesus still on the cross, he's not there. Because if you keep reading scripture, Joseph of Arimathea came and said, can we have this body to bury it? But your salvation was cured, secure. Your redemption was secured at Calvary. And Jesus says, it is finished. See you guys next week. Have a good day.